this match itself was bad. The two teams, it didn't seem like the teams meshed well. The action wasn't fun. It wasn't good. It wasn't exciting. The crowd wasn't up for it. Two big, big guys just fucking shaking their hammers at each other. <laughs> She's got some impressive guns. Mondo Gazumbas. <laughs> but it sounded like he was just saying that he was going to be covered in semen. <laughs> it's unsanctioned, you motherfucker! They can grab a chainsaw! And they can chainsaw your dick off! It's asses to asses. You want to ride me? You sick son of a bitch. He's beating him with a chair like an animal. <laughs> what is Earl doing? What are we doing? I get horny for the action, right? And now who's smoking who's <laughs> Rogue, I'm your host, Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. And over there's Kevin Rogue. My faithful steed. <laughs> what? <laughs> All of a sudden, you're riding me? Get the hell out of town with that cowboy. Oh, Steed. Your <laughs> faithful Steed. That's really something, isn't it? Well, you didn't like being called a sidekick, so maybe a faithful Steed's a little more noble a term. <laughs> How about fuck you? <laughs> you want to be a lackey? You want to ride me? <laughs> That's what's on the table here, man. No, no, I'm the... I'm the damn, the damn head of the whole head of the table. No, I didn't say head of the table. <laughs> I said I'm the head of the whole. Head of the whole. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll be whatever you want to be, man. Well, I sure should don't want to be your faithful steed. All right. Well, I just thought you might like it more than trusty sidekick. Well, I'm not your trusty sidekick either. I mean, how many episodes do we got to get go go through? To get to the point where you're just like, hey, it's us again. <laughs> We're just friends. <laughs> a few, I guess. Maybe episode, what, 17 this 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 run of episodes? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess why don't you why don't you tell us where this son of a bitch <laughs> takes place from, cowboy? Well, this son of a bitch takes place from the Compact Center in Houston, Texas. This is either episode 13 or 14 of series two. This is In Your House, No Way Out to Texas. It takes place on February 15, 1998. I don't have any any what happened around this time anecdotes for you. I've got no Genetti news or anything like that. So, yeah, There's a pretty good anecdote later on in the... Uh, the damn war of attrition. Well, we'll get there. We don't want to jump ahead, of course. All right. Well, we get an op- the opening package with the guy with the voice is back. It's highlighting the combatants of tonight's main events. Uh, they've already gone too far, and they're prepared to go even further. Right. Yeah, because this is after they did the whole dumpster off the side of the stage on Raw and, and all that kind of bullshit. The open didn't really grab me again. I know I like the guy with the voice, you know, the guy with the voice, man. I like him a lot, but the openings just aren't aren't doing it. I think once they I think they kind of climaxed with the porno opening, even though I hated it. And now it's just kind of been downhill. You brought the guy with the voice, man. And it's just, it's kind of gone downhill. I think they, they climaxed and now they're just, it's just kind of going down. <laughs> just flopping around now. Right. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. one didn't really grab me very nice. Did it grab you nice? I enjoy all the, uh, 
I enjoy all the intros with the guy with the voice. You're an intro whore. I mean, he gives you the full rundown, man. All right. I mean, who's going to be the eighth man? We'll find out later. So the main event in this guy is unsanctioned because the Federation doesn't want to be responsible for what these crazy guys do to each other. <laughs> these guys are nuts. We can't have anything to do with it. Nothing. Uh, features the unlikely alliance of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Owen Hart, who is the man who beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie against DX, who will be without uh, Shawn Michaels. Got a mystery man taking his place. And then we got a war of attrition between the nation with Ahmed and his guys. Uh, we got an NWA title match. We got the return of the Quebecers. Got a light heavyweight title match. And to open up, we got the odd pairing of Marvelous Mark Marrow and the artist formerly known as Gold Dust taking on the Headbangers. Yeah, and Dust comes out, and he's got like a Marilyn Manson type of a face paint going. He's got a Marilyn Manson type of a attire going, and he's got a Marilyn Manson type. His music is a little bit different. It's more reminiscent of something that you would hear on a Manson album. So he's really, he's really going, he's really stealing all that Manson kind of shock type uh structure to his character yeah even down to the uh even even down to the marks of self-harm which was a nice touch yeah <laughs> that's, yeah that's a great touch yeah <laughs> it's, it's right there um real, real happy for him real happy for him um but wait do you would you prefer your dustin like this or like remember right but kind of before uh the Pillman and Marlena thing completely fell apart and he went off the end, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He was kind of doing this weird, like not wearing his uh, face paint and he was a good father. Remember all this? Like they did the the, the kind of vignettes of him and his kids on the, his kid and his wife on the beach. He doesn't care if it is Pillman's daughter. He's damn it. He's a good father and he's going to take care of that kid. Uh, That's my wife. And now, He's completely fallen the fuck apart. He is, he has gone all the way to the other side, right? He's he's Manson. Yep. Which one do you Which one do you prefer? Uh, I don't know, man. He's he was uh, he was Damian Mizdow, you know, twenty years ahead of his time. Really, this this version of him was quite entertaining because he showed up as a different guy every week. I mean, yeah. Come yeah. on now. Um, Owen Hart is the European champion at this time because he defeated Goldust, who was dressed up as Triple H. <laughs> you know, right. you, know yep. and he, yep. you, you don't get that type of action if we're just you know straight ahead good dad, Dustin Rawls. Yeah. That's I mean that's a good point. That's a good point. So how about yourself? Well, you're a wholesome well, I, guy. You probably you probably yeah like the family me, man, man. I, yeah give me family man gold dust being a good father taking care of his kids i do prefer him in face paint though but that's that's i guess neither here nor there i would definitely take the the good guy gold dust over it over this this kind of i don't know you don't want to call him a whack job but he's kind of a whack job <laughs> yeah he's accompanied by luna vachon who's looking equally ridiculous um Got Marvelous Mark with Sable and quite the domestic situation going on there. That is quite the domestic situation. You think that he's just uh, 
maybe jealous of her guns. <laughs> She's got some impressive guns. She's carrying some artillery to the ring. <laughs> that 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 probably has something to do with it. So Marvelous gets on the mic, kicks Sable out of the ring, saying there's only room for one beautiful woman in the ring, and he's talking about Luna here. So Well, yeah, I mean, beauty it comes in many forms. Fair enough. Do, do you agree with what Bad's doing here? Yeah, I think so. Why, why does he ever come out in the first place? Why does he ever come out, or why does she ever come out? He could have just left her in the back. He didn't have to bring her out and say, hey, get out of here. Well, you know, he's he before he got out to the ring, he didn't know kind of what the what the lay of the land's going to be, right? What the landscape's going to be. And once he got out there, he just determined maybe it wasn't the right spot for. Her. I think it's just being a protective uh, protective husband. I think is where he's going with it. Okay. okay. Does, does want to, take. Doesn't want to, doesn't want to see her get hurt, right? So this creates some good heat for Mero. Uh, never got him really over the hump though. Sable's humps have gotten her, her over as much as anybody <laughs> this side of Stone Cold Steve Austin, though. Yeah, they are pretty. Uh, they are pretty over the, those mountains, that's for sure. And they are. Uh, she gets a huge pop. Yeah, like I said, this this side of Stunning Steve, you know, um, they love her. So they're taking on the bangers, hang, hailing from the great state of New Jersey. Sporting their real men wear skirts, shirts once again. The bangers open this up with some really great tag team action. Like you, you, you don't, I guess, always get to see it, but they they can put on a pretty damn fine tag match. They're they're a pretty they're a pretty good tag unit there. Um, I wouldn't say that they're on. I mean, they're certainly not on heavenly bodies level, but they're definitely pretty damn capable in the ring. The bangers are as far as you know when you get the right guys. You know, you got. Uh, Gold Dust, who's obviously a phenomenal wrestler. You got uh, Mark Mero, who's also a very talented wrestler. So you put them in there, and you get them like some some match structure. They, they were on fire, man. That's a lot of great, a lot of great spots. The one thing that threw me off was visually, it was weird. Like just visually to see Gold Dust pairing with Mark Mero when it seemed like he could very well be in a stable with the Bangers. Yeah, I made note of Mero being by far the most upstanding looking of the bunch. Absolutely. You know, him with maybe with this Johnny B. Bad gimmick and fit in a little more. But so. no? No. What about like a Johnny B. Bad goes bad? Oh, Johnny B. Bad goes bad. Yeah, <laughs> then maybe. I mean, I don't know. Rock and roll guy. He had he, we were some some sort of face paint, I believe. Yeah, very early stages of, of the Johnny B. Bad character he did. But yeah, I yeah, I'm with you there because we got I mean we got Marvelous who he looks like he, you know, showed up to work and he means business. And then we got we got three Yahoos out there. So it, it, the appearance was a little uh a little weird. But yeah, I'm with you with the with the bangers. They they always give us uh, seems like a handful of tandem moves, mm-hmm. and they're working with a couple of guys who aren't missing their spots, so everything looks great. Um, the first 
big spot they do is like a flapjack suplex tandem splash type thing from the top rope on the gold dust which looked cool um and yeah i'd made note here gold dust and marrow do a great job you know working with these guys uh this team you think this team had any potential no no I don't think that not, not even close to having just any ounce of potential of uh, actually being a tag team. You don't like think a tag, it's a fun team? No, <laughs> no. I think that a tag team, like you have to have two guys that have some type of similarity or some type of common thread, uh, some type of common bond to be, you know, to be that tag team. And these guys didn't have it. I mean, even if they like character wise, right. Like even if their characters remain the same, but they have move sets that work together, you know, like there has to be something that runs, you know, there has to be a common thread. There's no common thread here. This is, this is, this is as far apart from common thread as you can get with, with Mark Merrow and the, the artist formerly known as gold dust. So what if the artist threw on the Merrow gimmick, right? Which you very well could have at this time. So now all of a sudden he's going to be a boxer? Yes. I don't think that's an easy turn. You can't convince people that the artist formerly known as is a boxer. I think you'd have an easier turn trying to get uh, Mark Merrow to to stop being the marvelous one, go back to the wild man and do a different take on the wild man, right? Get him into some... some oh, okay. You know what I mean, I think that's an easier way or more convincing way to go about it, to get mm. them on the same, you know, on that same page. But <laughs> realistically... No, these two, as it stood, had no no potential together as a tag team. Well, my notes beg to differ, but oh. never, nevertheless, what are you going to put the put the straps on them? They don't even share the same entrance music. Well, they do something about that. Uh, I think I think you're way out. You're way out in left field there. So Thrasher gets busted open by Marrow at some point here. Maryland Dust gets tagged in and goes for the pin right away before dishing out any offense, which is a <laughs> cool spot you don't see too often. Yeah. Um, you just get it. That's when your tag team partner should have made the pin, and he tags you, and you're like, that fucking dipshit. You got to go, gotta go pin him. Like, we wasted two seconds getting the tag, and I got to get in a pin, and we could have won the fucking match, but... Old Johnny Yehu over here has got to tag me in. <laughs> so Goldust, uh, he, he isn't in there very long, he, and then he tags Merrill back in. Merrill delivers a hell of a kitchen sink. The crowd just hates this guy. They're chanting for Sable. Uh, Merrill dominates the match for a good while. He goes for TKO, which is reversed into a DDT by Thrasher. Then we get some more good teamwork by the bangers until luna interferes and uh one of the bangers was going up top for for something and uh she made sure that didn't happen uh marrow hits the, the tko on mosh and then sable comes down and we got the first of many melees <laughs> man sable came running down the ring and there's only one phrase i guess that came to mind What's that? Mondo Gazungas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah. appropriate. Yeah. So that's the only thing that came to mind. And I was trying to figure out, like, how do you run with those in high heels? She might be the greatest athlete the World Wrestling Federation has ever seen. <laughs> to be able to run in high heels to the ring with those Mondo Gazungas. Poof. Excellent athlete. What do you think held her back? From what? Really achieving the, uh, you know, the success. I think she, she was an achiever. She could have been the World Wrestling Federation champion. The men's champion? Maybe. Man, she ran. She ran. Have you ever worn high heels? I don't think so. Oh, Jesus. Come on. You've never put on a pair of high heels? I got huge feet, man. Huh. I, so they don't make high heels your size? They, they, they probably do. I just haven't been in a spot where I've been like, hey, let me try them, them on. So let me tell you right now, face to face, as a man who's worn a pair of high heels, I can barely walk in them. It takes some type of weird witchcraft and magic to walk in high heels, and she's running in them. She she might be. It's amazing. She she might be. Now, I mean, overall, I don't really like her, but she could have really taken the world by storm. It breaks down. They go into fighting. Was it they win with a small package, right? And it was an illegal victory, so. Mosh had just received the TKO from Mero. He was out cold. And Thrasher takes advantage of Goldust and Mero trying to refrain their ladies to do the old switcheroo. And then he, he gets a roll up on the Marvelous One for the victory. Oh, now, wasn't, wasn't the legal guy, but, you know, that's that's what happens. And we get a little dose of some domestic violence at the end. Uh, Sable's going after Luna, and every ref from the back comes out. Mm-hmm. Marvelous yells at Sable for coming back out there, and she knocks him down. The crowd goes wild. How she- annoying is is her voice when she's yelling? Oh, it's bad. It's so bad. And like I get it, generally people screaming is not pleasant to the ears, but she hits some type of note in there that makes me want to vomit. It is bad. It is just she sounds horrible. Yeah, that's uh, fits the character, you know. But I'm 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 with you with the she she sold the whole thing like she was just legitimately, you know, wanted to rip this guy's ball bag off and get a refund. So, I mean, what do you think of this first contest? You thought that it was was the team of Marrow and Goldust to too much for you nah, i think that it, it felt like it went on a little bit long it was a i think it was like a 14 minute match something like that uh, so I, I don't think it needed to go that long they're just kind of seems like the bangers were there just kind of as pawns because the storyline there was between mark and sable so I think that they could have they could have kind of cut some time down in this match because it did as good as the the bangers were flowing it did seem to drag on after probably the I don't know four or five minute point so 
they could have cut it down in time a little bit. Uh, it was, it was just, it was just to kind of further the story between Sable and, and Marrow. So it, it served its purpose in that aspect, but I think they could have done it in less time and kind of held, kept me more uh, captivated, I guess, during that, but it was fine. Wasn't a great big fan of it, but it was all right. Oh. Um, next up, we got Owen Hart interviewed in the, interviewed in the back. He says, Stone Cold better stay out of his way and he's going to bust Triple H's legs. So, like I mentioned at the top, Owen's now the European champion. I guess he won the thing against Goldust, who was dressed as Triple H, and Commissioner Slaughter let the title change stand. Yep. So, that's some, uh, I don't know about that call. Well, I think that it was, from Sarge's point of view, it probably was the right thing to do. Maybe Triple H was you know, too, too many offerings to his wife of the peace pipe and... Well, maybe Sarge had just enough, just about enough with the peace pipe talk, and the way it goes. It's not a very professional move by the commission. Well, no, professional or not, though, it happened. It did happen, and now Owen is the reigning European champion. At the same time, though, like you can't keep on going to a commissioner and tell him you're going to fuck his wife and not expect, <laughs> like... You know what I mean? Something, yeah. Right, right. And all he did was he said, "Sorry, you, you had a fill-in for yourself in the match. Your fill-in lost. We're still gonna we're gonna award the the guy that beat your fill-in the title." I mean, his what he did is not that far fetched, right? What he did, I think, is probably works somewhere within the the, the framework of the rules somewhere, right? The replace you had or you sent a replacement in your place. In a championship, in a championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty stupid. And your replacement lost. Guess what? <laughs> Owen gets the Owen gets the title. I think you know if if you know, Triple H is just saying he's going to bang bang Sarge's misses that that frequently at a certain point. I think Sarge just kind of goes, "All right, maggot, I'm gonna you screw it up now because now I know <laughs> championship boom gone. Now who's smoking? Who's peace? Now who's smoking? Who's <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty bad Sarge huh? <laughs> you, you ought to take another stab or should we move along I can't really do a very good Sarge <laughs> it's hard like I don't know how, I forget like his delivery sometimes <laughs> like now who's nope that's almost Mr. Man. I was going into a big man either way Sarge is uh, yeah Sarge made the right call so you got the light heavyweight championship match up next. Taco. That's what we got there. Is that better? Sure. All right, good. I'll work on it. All right. So we got I'm working on I'm working on a Roddy Piper too. So keep oh, that yeah. in mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll be waiting for it. So we got Takamichi Noku defending his championship against Pantera. With not, not the band. Not the band, no. It it that would have been interesting. Four on one contest. Yep. Um I would have liked to have seen it, but I enjoyed seeing this as well. So everybody's a winner here, either way. Yeah, you're pretty horny about this match. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it starts out with Sunny. She's the guest ring announcer. That'll get you up there. She's she's all decked out in pink. She's looking looking great as always. She yeah. might might be drunk. Tough to so? say. 
or she's yeah. just having a real good time out there. <laughs> <laughs> her uh, voice, her voice is not. She's not very good as a ring announcer. That's why I thought she was drunk because yeah, she yeah. was a little. Yeah, the king king says uh, Sonny will get get a rise out of anybody, even Howard Finkel. Nice call there, King. Um, speaking of the the King, uh, Mister King Junior, Grandmaster Sexay comes out and joins his dad and Jr. on the commentary team. Uh, Do you like that? It was okay. I wasn't super pumped about it. Just there was some spots in there that were entertaining like when they they shot the camera and had them side by side and they were doing like the same mannerisms like that was fun the the jokes of yesteryear don't quite sit right in to to, today so some of those got a little bit out of hand at one time uh jr called uh brian christopher a yahoo which is brilliant because i call people yeah you've known this i've called people yahoos for for years that's it's one of my go-tos is calling people a yahoo so when when jr called him a yahoo and christopher just says did he just call me a yahoo that was great that was good i I wrote that down that was a high spot for sure yeah as far as far as the wrestling goes in this one um it's it's some great stuff fast-paced affair from the start yeah um it seemed like 10, 20 seconds into this thing, Pantera nails a flying swanton bomb over the top rope to Michinoku on the floor. You uh, talked about where he came down. He almost like it looked like he kind of head butted him in the shoulder with that. Talking about that. That is the, the suicide dive front flip over the top. Yeah. Rope. Yeah. Yeah. But the way that Taka was, Taka wasn't laying. Um, he was laying almost like he was he was laying head facing the entrance and not laying sideways next to the ring. Uh, I didn't make note of his body placement, man. Okay, that was the, the so that was the part that that uh, that was that was pretty awesome to me because he, if we're talking about the same spot here, he's laying he's laying down with his head facing the entryway and you know when they do those spots generally the guy is laying kind of right next to the ring with his body or not facing or with his head not facing the entranceway he came over the top and hit hit him with that swanton and it looked like he just kind of head butted him in the body on his way down it's like man the body control to do something like that mm-hmm. a lot of me like i think that i could get into pantera like i think that i could really get into that guy but then you look at his ring attire and it looks like shit and he's got these big cat eyes on his chest. I don't like that. He had an uphill battle for me right away. Well, based on just maneuvers and moveset alone, he's a welcome addition to the fray here. Uh, yeah, for sure. I could I'd really get into what he was throwing out there. Hey, you speak Spanish. Is Pantera? That's just probably Panther, right? Uh, yeah, some sort of cat. Yeah, okay. So, so he, uh, we get the Yahoo spot you just talked about. And after flying around the ring for a little bit, Pantera ends up back on the floor. Mitch Noku nails a springboard plancha from the top rope. At which point, JR 
JR gets after Grant, the Grandmaster, calls him a crybaby. He says, I don't sound like a crybaby. I sound like someone who's mad. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was decent. Uh, <laughs> so Pantera then hits back-to-back moves that I'd never seen before. First, he hits sort of a reverse Hurricane Rana from the apron to the floor. So he was on the top rope behind Taka, who was standing on the apron, and he yep. essentially grabbed him with the head grabbed him with the head scissors and did a somersault to the yep. floor. Yeah. Which is super That's gnarly. Fantastic move, yeah. And then he does the suicide dive between two sets of ropes. Um between two sets of ropes. Yeah. He goes, he goes diagonal. Oh, okay. He goes diagonal. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. so, you. In my head, I was like, no, no, they didn't bring out more ropes. <laughs> it did. Suicide died between the ropes on both sides of the post. Yes. Gotcha. gotcha. So he went yeah. from the apron, yeah. flew in between. Never seen that yeah. before. That was, that was amazing. So I've seen a lot of those moves. Uh, cause, well, we have Telemundo at home here. And so on Telemundo, uh, you can get some some of that. Uh, you can get AAA. You can get one of those other promotions. Down there, man, they're flying everywhere. As far as the Federation in 98, though. Yeah, Federation it... 98, this is pretty revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything he's doing is. Um... Except for one thing. So Camel Clutch? Flying, flying, no, not the Camel Clutch. Uh He's flying around, right? Talk is flying around, and all their like high aerial, high risk moves pretty much they sync together. Like these two work well together. Their match is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But Pantera drops an elbow. He does an elbow drop, and his elbow drop sucks. It's a bad elbow drop. How are you so good? You could do a swanton, a running swanton over the top rope and hit your opponent perfectly. Everybody's safe. Everybody's fine. And then you go to the top rope and you have the shittiest elbow drop I've seen. How is that possible? How do you have that good a body control and you can fly around the ring like a damn maniac? Everything's looking good. Everything's looking sweet. And then you deliver an elbow drop and you look like a chump. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know either. That's why I asked. Um, she's trying to mix it up. Well, stop mixing it up. Or just work on your elbow drop, maybe. See, it's it's like uh, if if you hmm, say we were like a type of animal that could fly, right? A bird. Yeah, yeah. Say we're a bird, but we also walk. Well, birds can walk too. But let's say we were a bird that didn't we just went to fly right we didn't learn how to walk we just went to fly okay and then when we landed on the ground and we wanted to take a couple hop steps to go grab a tasty worm out of the earth we couldn't because we we just fall sideways and then we'd fall sideways again you think that he was like hey wrestling school is great and all i just want to learn how to do flips and everything i want to do everything flippy and crazy and then uh, i'm gonna sit out uh hip toss day arm drag day and elbow drop day, but I'll be, I'll be back when it's crazy suicide dive day. You think that's what happened? 
That's possible. He, he might have might have missed the first day of the aerial assaults. Yeah. That would that would make sense. It was bad. It was logical bad. logical explanation for sure. Yeah. So Pantera locks in a couple of submission holds, kind of old school submission holds that you you do see around the world, but not in the WWF circa '98, especially. Yeah. I don't remember what those are called. They're surfboard. Is yeah, there a surfboard surf- in there? He threw a surfboard on. Yeah. Yeah. So around this time, uh, Jr. was insulting the Grandmaster's intelligence and. Grandmaster fires back, telling him he was his class, class's valedictorian. Yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> uh, let's see. I wrote a note down, and it just said valid, valedictorian. <laughs> and I wrote underneath it. I was like, I wrote down valid dick tree on. <laughs> I was trying to break it down to see if there's anything funny, and if you broke down valedictorian anymore. <laughs> Didn't go anywhere, but I wrote it down. I got I got valedictorian. I got valedictrian. I got valedictrion. <laughs> I don't know where I was going. I thought there was something there. There wasn't. Thanks for taking the dive anyways. I tried. Well, Taka takes a huge bump to the outside. It's kind of his calling card. And Pantera hits another over-the-top rope suicide swanton. That's the one that I'm talking about. That's, that's what it was. That's yeah. The one. yeah. Yeah. So, let's see, we get a man. Pantera just keeps keeps coming with the hits. He hits a hurricane runner from the top rope, followed by a fireman slam, and then a moonsault. Still, just gets a two. Then he goes back for another moonsault. Right. And the well, well ran dry. Right. That's. That's that's what you get, I guess. All all it took was a missed moonsault. Tuck hits the flying knee from the top. And then we get a missile drop kick from the top to the back of the head, followed by a Michinoku driver. Um, And he retains the title. So if we're judging on high-flying spots alone, this is probably the match of the year. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at high spots alone. It was a high-filled sesh, or high-spot high sesh. I mean, and Pantera kind of makes Michinoku look sloppy in a way. Yeah. Because all of his stuff was super crisp. And, I mean, Michinoku, Michinoku spends a ridiculous amount of time in the air. but Well, yeah, but Pantera at this point is like a 13-year veteran, and Taka is not. So, it's, I mean, Taka had been in for, for a while, but not, not 13 years. So, give Taka a little time. He probably gets there. So, I mean, we got Sonny and we got the Grandmaster in the booth. This has all the makings of a of a good time. I enjoyed this this match. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe match of the year. Who knows? We'll oh. see. Wow, we're all coming right. coming down the home stretch here. It gets uh, it gets an honorable mention for sure. All right, I'll stretch you. Um, all right, we get sent back to Kevin Kelly. Back there with Cactus and Chainsaw in front of computers. God, they got to stop with that. <laughs> it's, it's too much. And they start interviewing him. And what? how did Funk say it? He was something something about they were covered in... He, he, I believe he was going to say cement. 
<laughs> cement. Yeah. Cement is what, what most people call it. But it sounded like he was just saying that he was going to be covered in semen. <laughs> yeah. Come on now, Funker. Not just say cement, right? Just say cement. Everybody says cement. Nobody out there says cement. Right. Nobody does it unless they're making unless they're making jizz dro- jokes. Right. That's the only time you do it. So just stop it with this. You think he was making a jizz joke? Because that's what I heard. Wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Is right. Mr. Middle Age and crazy. I like how he calls his he puts up his dukes. He's like, you know, this one's the hospital. This one's the graveyard. Yeah. A nice, nice little touch to that. We're, we're being led to believe that these guys are chatting with people online, but I'm not buying that. I don't. Th- I don't think middle age, middle age, crazy is navigating the online in '98. I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't believe he is. Um, the next match, do you want to just forget about it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were stoked for this one, man. I was pumped for the next match. I was legitimately excited to see the returning Quebecers. I was excited. I like the Quebecers, right? Good tag team. Good to see Jacques and Pierre again. Solid team. This was a shitty match. Especially this after was... that last one. Like, we're talking complete opposites here. That, so, this there's not, there's not many high points. There's not much in the match that's very good. The I think probably about maybe five minutes into the match, I took my first note. My first note was just, this is not a good match. It was frustrating to watch this match because I do like the Quebecers. I do like them. The the Godwins, uh, Henrio, I'm okay with. Uh, Phineas is, is more, he's much better suited as Midian, but this match itself was bad. The two teams, it didn't seem like the teams meshed well. The action wasn't fun. It wasn't good. It wasn't exciting. The crowd wasn't up for it. Nothing in the match was, was, was good. I mean, they hit the Quebecers hit their finish at one point in this match and it didn't end the match. You know what ended the match? A clothesline, a fucking clothesline. Huh? That's how you're going to treat the, the returning Quebecers. Huh? You're going to clothesline them to win. I don't got much on this match, man. I don't know. What, what did you take anything away from this that made you happy? Did this bring you joy? The King had a couple of good lines. You know, talking about hating on Canada, and he said, you know, you got to stand in line to hate Arkansas, which was all right. You know, he talks about the Godwins taking an IQ test, and they both came back negative. That that was all right. Um, they they spend the whole match talking about what's to come later in the night and encouraging us to call the hotline, which right. reflects that this is basically rest hold city and just one nine hundred nine oh nine ninety nine hundred. Uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> that was one of the hotlines. Thanks, Mean Jeans. Um, yeah, what the hell? Oh, there was a, uh, Phineas hits, hits a face to the junk. And JR assures us that it was in the, you know, above the waistline, but it was, it was totally a face to the junk. I thought you might like that. Yeah. Um, outside of that, yeah, we get. Jack goes to the top as a flying man um, to Henry on the outside, which didn't see that coming. Um, 
But yeah, it was kind of a throwaway, a long throwaway match. Uh, the Quebecers are not in the Mounties gear. What do you think about that? I did like that they changed their gear. Their new gear, I, I, I didn't mind. I think Jock needs to get a haircut because his bald spot kind of shows through. And I think a lot of the time when guys are losing their hair, they grow it out long to think they're going to like save what's left. Or I don't know what the idea is. But a lot of times when guys are losing their hair, they grow it out a little bit and, and try and... I don't know, try and navigate it so it looks like maybe they're not. But Jack's bald spot's coming through pretty hard. I don't know. I, I was okay with their I was okay with the ring attire. I liked the Quebecers. I hated this match. Afterwards they hit him with buckets. It's just not and like who's who was going to be the who was going to be the it seems like they took two teams that were generally heel teams and they put them together for this. I think right now both teams are running heels. So it's it was it was dumb. It was just it was fucking dumb. It's fucking dumb. Yep. Well, we get Doc in the back with the New Age Outlaws. He's wondering who the eighth man is. They don't know. They figured that Doc would let them know. They thought that's why they were getting together in the back. Yeah, like, <laughs> a special meeting with Doc, and he's going to tell you who your tag team partner is. <laughs> so, uh, yep, the road dog doesn't feel like they're getting respect, so they're going to go out there and get to the bottom of this themselves. And next up, we get. Uh, out of a classic attitude promo, it's the I'm not a real athlete, I'm just a wrestler promo. Yeah. Which I thought was well put together. Probably saw the thing about 500 times growing up. At least. So. Um, and then we have the NWA North American title on the line. First time this has happened at a WWF event. We got Bradshaw challenging Double J for his NWA title, and you, you're looking really happy over there at the other end of this. <laughs> yeah, man. What's not to you see the Rock and Roll Express came down. I seen that. And the Wyndham came down. Yep. And you see the Rock and Roll Express's T-shirts. They said NWA on them, right? said tradition rules <laughs> that was great oh their jackets on the back of their jackets it said nwa but on the front of their t-shirts it said tradition rules all right hooray tra- hooray tradition man all double right. j comes out same j- double j terrible uh, music music yeah bad music and all that but uh, so bradshaw comes down and he looks like he's you know he's gonna kill everything on, on his walk down there Right, and they end up, they end up kicking out uh, they end up kicking out Wyndham and the Express. They can go. James E can stay because he's got a managerial license, so he's okay to be ringside. But the other guys, they don't have their manager's license, so they got to get kicked back. Yeah. But then Bradshaw starts whipping Double J with with his damn chips. Yep. Unacceptable, right? That is a that's a foreign object. You can't do that. I made note of this. This is going to be a discussion point. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he beats the hell out of Jarrett with his chaps. Is any part of your gear, the shit that you're wearing legal to use? I got to say no. Okay. Cause you know, you can give somebody the boots, right? If, if your foot's in the boot. Yeah. You give somebody the boot. I mean, it is part of his gear. I mean, you see, you see Hogan taking off his weightlifters belt. He never got DQ'd for that. 
as Hogan, sure. Right. There's a lot more yeah, to the chaps. I think comparing Hogan's weight belt to Bradshaw's chaps are like you can't, those are not, it's not a fair comparison. That was the closest thing saying, I could come up with. Right. You see like a guy come down with a jacket and they take the jacket off and they choke the guy with the jacket, that type of a thing. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think so. I think that if it's your entrance attire, you got to take it off. Cause that's why you know, the referee does the whole patting the guy down before the match takes place got to make sure there's no objects or anything like that but in this case the attire is actually the object so there's there's yeah, yeah. There's something there. i see i see what you're saying i, I had yeah I, don't, I don't think you're right i had the same initial reaction as you i'm like this should be a dq probably even wrote That's it down yep. and then i just thought it through maybe maybe any part of your gear is legal but um yeah referee was kind of letting that slide there to say the least yeah and you know um, who i who i think really shined in this match was jim Cornette. i think jim Cornette did a phenomenal job out there and i think that uh he gets maybe overlooked sometimes at how great of a manager he was because he came like his his managerial era kind of came out when he when he really shined came after bobby the brain's era when bobby the brain was probably the best so for him to kind of slide in there and then it becomes the jig, he's got to follow up Bobby. It's just not maybe the, maybe not the same, but he's a hell of a, hell of a manager. And mm-hmm. I think, I think Jeff Jarrett is, Jeff Jarrett is very good. I think that he's pretty underrated. Real double J you're talking there. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett. Like he's saying, he's phenomenal. He makes Bradshaw look good, which at this point in Bradshaw's career, not many people are doing that. Yeah, Bradshaw is really kicking the champion's ass. Uh, huge boost in clotheslines, for the most part. That was his. That was his calling card. But we we should we should mention the Blackjacks are not riding riding anymore. Yeah, um, I know. You know they were they were riding again there for a while. No longer. Uh, Barry Windham now has blonde hair again. So that means. <laughs> His hair is blonde again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with uh, with Cornette, definitely makes his presence known out there. He he gets um, he gets Bradshaw to chase him down, chase him around. He gets Bradshaw with the racket to the knee. He basically starts the Jarrett sucks chant, which is great. <laughs> He's hitting the hits the mat in sets of threes, which yeah. right away gets the crowd chant Jarrett sucks, which right. hey, that's what you pay him for. Um so apparently uh Bradshaw hurt his knee while he was playing in the NFL. Uh, I don't know about that. That's what JR says. That's why Cornette went after his knee with the racket. Okay. I thought that was a random thing. I didn't think JBO was an NFLer, but uh, I I heard him say that, and it, my first thought was I better look that up, and then my second thought was fuck it, so I didn't. Hmm. Guess we'll never know. Probably not. You'd think if he actually played, there would have been a little bit more fanfare around it. Yeah, probably practice club guy, preseason yeah. cut. Yeah. So Jared goes for a splash from the top, and Bradshaw catches him, nails a fallaway slam. It's a kick to the junk and a power bomb, and then Cornet gets in the ring, and uh, I suppose he he distracts uh, distracts Bradshaw, 
Meanwhile, ditching his racket so that uh, so his, his guy can pick it up and and wallop Bradshaw with it, so he gets disqualified. Get a, you know, it doesn't matter what title is on the line. It's going to be a shit finish. There's not been a legit finish uh, championship world championship match this year. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the N- NWA contingent comes back. To the ring, they're teaming up on Bradshaw. You get the LOD to come out and get them out of there. They get a good pop. I guess we get LOD on the show. They collect a paycheck. We're happy for them. You put LOD in there with the Quebecers, right? I would have. Yeah. Yeah. The Godwins just they don't. I mean, obviously you can't do Godwins and LOD. Well, they could, but yeah, I, I would LOD Quebecers probably a better. A better match. You have a true face facing a true heel team. That, that would have worked a lot better. Mm-hmm. They gave the, they gave the Bradshaw Jeff Jarrett match more time than I I thought they would. I was kind of surprised at that. Finish I was not surprised at. I uh, was happy to see I was happy to see the Rock and Roll Express. I would have loved if it was the Heavenly Bodies instead of the Rock and Roll Express. Of course. Uh, outside of that, man, uh, it was not a bad it was not a bad match. I actually kind of I I kind of enjoyed this match maybe the most so far outside of the finish like that Jarrett Jarrett like watching this made me really appreciate how good Jeff Jarrett is in the ring hmm. because I think because I think because of his size and his skill set and his move set uh his ability to sell you could pretty much put him in the ring with anybody and he'll be able to look good like he can fly around for Bradshaw right He'd fly around mm-hmm. for Bradshaw and he looks good, but you can also put him in a ring with uh, an Owen Hart, and they're going to have a bang up. Well, Owen Hart's probably a bad example because Owen Hart's going to have a great match with every, everybody. But mm-hmm. you can put him in a in a ring with a guy of similar stature, and and he's going to make them look great too. And then you can put him in the ring with the, a, a light heavyweight, and he can look like an opposing figure over a light heavyweight. I just think that I think Jeff Jarrett is. Jeff Jarrett's pretty damn good. I like that double J now. I like that Jeff Jarrett. Well, he likes himself too. Well, that's good, slap nuts. There's there's all the wrestlers in the WWF, then there's Jeff Jarrett. He might be on to something with that. <laughs> hey, that'd be funny if his opening music was like, there's all the wrestlers in the World Wrestling Federation, and then there's Jeff Jarrett. And then there's Sable, of course. <laughs> <laughs> She ran in heels earlier tonight. <laughs> Anyways, I like Jeff Jarrett, man. I'm on the Jeff Jarrett train. Uh, I right. I never I never disliked him, but like I say, Bradshaw, not known to look very good in most of his matches, <laughs> and he really he really he really made Jeff or he really made Bradshaw shine in this. I, I think I think that this was a really good match. So it's uh, and I think yeah. that's. I think that's Jeff Jarrett. That was good. Next up, we got a pair of interviews. We got Michael Cole in the back. He's got the game, and he wants to know who the mystery man is. Everybody wants to be a part of DX, the game says. Their phones have not stopped ringing wrestlers from everywhere, every part of the globe. We got the North, the South, Japan, doesn't matter. They all want to all be the guy. Right. But, but Triple H has decided that nobody can replace 
Shawn Michaels, so they're going to go at it three on four handicap style. <laughs> right. They they've decided to just reject all the applications from all the guys from all around the world. All the applications. <laughs> this is ninety eight, man. They're paper apps. <laughs> you think they're sending them in? Self addressed them. <laughs> <laughs> Or you think it was one of those send your cable bill and uh, to, to Stanford and maybe you could be selected. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. So a quick little spot from the game here, pretty much, you know, plugging himself and stroking the champion. Uh, Cole tells him that the officials are going to appoint them a guy and game says, well, it doesn't matter. Three on four, four on four. You got 21. I got 22. You know. That's kind of it, too, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you got 21, I got 22, you got 23. That's 21 and 22, 43 and 23. <laughs> it's, it doesn't matter, man. Stop with the numbers. <laughs> Doing some Scott Steiner math pretty soon here. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah. Then we get, uh, we get Doc in the back with the nation. Uh, talks about. You know, the nation having some problems. Best way to find out find out is to to ask the leader of the nation. And Rocky grabs the mic and Fruit grabs it right away, threatening to kick his ass. Yeah. And then um Assad talks about pulling rank or some other bullshit. While the rock while the rock poses for the for the camera in pretty hilarious fashion. Um, Hendricks talks about the heinous acts against Shamrock, including the vicious chair shot the Rock delivered, which you know the Rock acts out. Which I, I I thought the Rock was great in this promo, just being being a dick. yeah that that was a great move by him being able to he really sells himself without saying anything, mm-hmm. and so he he did a great job as far as this promo goes. As far as the match goes. Um, War of Attrition match. It's labeled a War of Attrition match, which, like we said, you you believe that's going to be like a tornado tag, uh, falls count anywhere, uh, just a giant melee match, right? War of Attrition match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of this match, too, King kind of prods at JR and says, "What's attrition even mean?" Or he, you know, he keeps on kind of cornering and asking asking JR what the definition of attrition is. And then Jr. He at first he just kind of glo- glosses over it, doesn't answer the question, and then King goes back to it, and he's like, "I know you didn't know it. I know you didn't know it." And then and then Jr. gets mad, and he's like, "It means elimination, King." He says, no, it doesn't. It doesn't mean elimination. So you're you're you're, you're wrong. But if it, it, if if it was applied to this match, you would think it'd be a, it, it would be, be an elimination type deal elimination tag right yeah yeah like a survivor series because it's right. you know you wear your opponent down until they got nothing left which nothing is left. What, a, what a war of attrition is perfect yeah. right this is not that no this is a simple all rules are accounted for they're all being applied tag it's a 10 it was a 10 man tag 10 man tag 10 man tag just a regular standard issue ten man tag. You naming it something different, getting my hopes up, and then the match starts, and then I'm fucking soft, soft in my pants. So why do they do that? 
I get horny for the action, right? <laughs> and you know that the DOA in the nation and Ahmed, especially, especially Ahmed, only good in fucking brawls, right? Where they can use things and they can make mm-hmm. it, they can make it. Well, not the nation, right? The nation got guys that could work, but the other side, they don't. So you say it's a war of attrition match, and you're thinking, hell yeah, there's going to be tables and somebody's going to, you know, ram a mop head up somebody's ass. Something's going to happen. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening in this match. Ahmed Johnson still does not have pants, and he's wearing at least six knee pads. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. Um, I got a, yeah, I, I got a couple of notes early on here. Uh, this Nation of Domination team, I think outside of Andre's uh, Survivor Series team, which probably weighed in well over a ton, this is a huge team. That, uh, Fink announces them they're weighing like 1,528 pounds or some shit like that. Yeah. Big old team. Um, so Crush is nowhere to be found. I guess he left the Federation allegedly in protest to the Montreal Screwjob, and he actually debuts the night after this event in WCW. Oh, okay. I didn't At- realize it was him. Yeah. Attacking Brett the Hitman Hart. So. He's attacking Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. So Damn. Funny how that works. Go back, and, go back and watch that. I guess the DOA probably didn't last too much longer after this. They were kind of pumping up change, though, as the leader of the team. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah, it was like next, next man up type of deal. Um, so the Rockies, the only only guy with a belt in this thing, he's the only one on his team not wearing the nation colors. I don't know. He, he was kind of a wild card for the nation, you know? Yeah. I don't think he ever really wore the colors. He might have had, like, a little stripe on his trunk at some point. Right. But... Um, Oh, I also noted that the well, the Harris brothers get a lot of action in this one, and this time around, Jr. seems a lot more confident with identifying which Harris brother it is. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of fluid tag teamwork. This is just your standard ten man tag team match. Everybody's in and out of there real quick. We get Henry in there with Ahmed. Um, Jr. calls Henry the world's strongest drug-free athlete in the world today <laughs> which is a weird a weird thing yeah. to, to you know that's two good things um uh, d gets in there which is when stuff starts getting good my opinion um that's my opinion okay well i, 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 I beat you, you to I, it i told you how good d was episodes ago like i am not aware of d brown I don't think that, well, I think you're aware of him. I just don't think that you had the proper appreciation for him. Maybe not until this moment. You see him fly across the ring to do a lowdown. Yep. Like across the ring. And he did it with ease. Right. Right. That wasn't even the, the, he he starts off by putting the herd on Ahmed. It's a like suplex front face buster deal. And then he nails that lowdown from all the way across. I didn't think he was going to hit him. He soars through the sky like a majestic eagle, right? He soars through the sky. He's like a magical hawk. <laughs> and he comes down with the lowdown. How good is that? Very good. Don't answer. I'll answer it for you. Very good. Because D'Lo is very good. He is, he is, you know what else he does in this match? which I don't know if you wrote it down or I don't know if you took the note or not, but he did kind of like a low down 
into an elbow, right? He does a, a like a flying, he's doing the lowdown, but instead of hitting the lowdown splash, he turns it into an elbow drop. Yeah, it was, it was from the second rope. A little bit yeah. later in the match. Yeah. That son of a bitch is damn good. He is he is damn good. Oh yeah. boy. Man. So you get the rock in there, he delivers the people's elbow. Both teams are working well together, so we'll give that to him. Um The Rock is one of the Rock's favorite athletes, is another quote. Um, they're just full of them here. He hits a straight punch to Skull's ball bag. Just straight. You know, yeah. just right in the ding ding. Good stuff. Um, D'Lo then goes to the top for a huge <laughs> salt. I don't know how he gets so much air on that sucker, but he missed him. You know what I'm talking about? Do I know? Yeah, I know exactly what you're. D'Lo, <laughs> I told you he can fly, right? He can fly. He is incredible with what he can do. He's incredible. He should have been world champion. You think he could have? Do you think he could have been the man? Well, if they put the belt on him, yeah. Yeah, he had the goods. He had the goods. Um, a big old melee breaks out after that. Everybody's in there. We get Shamrock getting into the, into the zone. Nails the damn belly to belly on the rock. Slaps uh, ankle lock on him. Well, the rest, rest of the the competitors are on the, on the outside, and the Rock gives up. We're reminded that the Rock's still the IC champ because the title can't change hands in a ten man war of attrition match. Right. So this that's good. War of attrition match, man. It's I. It's better in theory than an application. I think is what we found out about the war of attrition match. Yeah, it should have been a Survivor Series match. Uh, style match or a no holds bar street fight type of you know throw a couple more refs in there you know have pinfalls happening out in the audience right you know right um there was a funny spot though at the end of this match where there's clearly trouble in the nation the rock is pissed at farouk for not uh saving the day yeah so he get, he gets in Farouk's face, gives him a little shove, and then Ron turns around and hits D'Lo. D'Lo's one. D'Lo's like, "Why you hit me for?" Yeah, D'Lo's yelling, "Why'd you hit me?" Yeah, he didn't. Why'd de- you hit me? He didn't deserve that. He didn't do nothing. No, he didn't deserve that. He's lucky that old uh, Farouk was lucky that D'Lo didn't decide to, to give him his comeuppance. Right, turn around and show him what it's like. Yeah. Show him what the real deal does. So Farouk demands that the rock returns to the ring and then they uh, gets his ass in line, and then they all do the nation fist. Yeah. So uh, right before right before all this shit happened and they had him on go back. Did you so Ahmed Johnson was the last guy out of the ring for the face team? All right. Did you see he raised the roof? Oh yeah, I seen that. Yeah. He put up the raise the roof. Yeah. What is he raising the roof for? Try to get the crowd pumped, man. I think this is I think this is his last pay-per-view appearance. I think this is uh this might be his last WWF appearance. I'm not positive on this one. But yeah, he he raised the roof and walked out. I thought it was weird as hell. And then obviously they had the whole thing with the nation and the fall everybody falling in line, but yeah, strange shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, I thought that I I did make a note earlier on where um I thought that Johnson might have gotten hurt again because he was I mean Johnson will give you one to two decent spots a match. Um outside of that, can't count on nothing except his ass hanging out and too many knee pads. Um but I heard a th- I he, heard a theory that uh that it was smart this is from a this is from another wrestler i was talking to i was making fun of ahmed johnson while we were talking and i said yeah you could wear knee pads elbow pads you can wear all the pads you want you can wear them all the way up and down your legs uh ahmed johnson did it and the wrestler told me he goes well you know that's not all bad if you think about it though because he's covered then right he's not getting hurt if he's got all those pads on it obviously I- backfired Right, just his opponent gets hurt. So, <laughs> well, Johnson was hurt all the time. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna argue that he, I think he might have got hurt in this match because he delivered. It was either a spine buster or a suplex or some shit, and whoever he delivered it to, I think it was D'Lo, was up long before he was. Gotcha. So I figured he, he he's he, this whole time he's gotten. That could have just every been other his, time. His conditioning, though, his cardio is for shit. I think his cardio routine is actually just him running to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, raising uh, the roof too. Raising the roof is part of his cardio routine. Yeah, I don't get you far. I'm not going to miss Ahmed Johnson. Good riddance. I won't say good riddance because I I did really like him when I was younger, but I don't really like him now that uh, I'm older. So uh, maybe not good riddance. Godspeed. But, uh, maybe a fare thee well. I'll give him bon, a Godspeed. Bon voyage. That's something that they say, right? That's what the French say. Yeah. Drive uh, safe. Hasta la vista. That's what the Terminator says. <laughs> uh, take her easy, dude. Yeah, no. take her easy. And if she's easy, take her twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I did there. It was like an Andrew Dice Clay type of a thing, wasn't it? <laughs> and nobody knows who Andrew Dice Clay is out there. Like, <laughs> and if she's easy, take her twice, bitch. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ooh, uh, all right. Well, we get Michael Cole <laughs> back. <laughs> what the I'm trying to get the ship back on 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 course here, man. You tried uh, to <laughs> you tried to pull it back on course with an El Pacino. <laughs> Perfect, awesome. <laughs> All right, so we got Michael Cole in the back. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He doesn't care who the eighth man is. Nobody seems to care who this eighth man is. Everybody's asking him about it. Everybody who's been interviewed about it doesn't doesn't give a shit who the eighth man is. Right. Um, <laughs> he doesn't say much, but he says it's fun to beat someone's ass anywhere in the world. But when you beat someone's ass in Texas, then you've done something. Huge applause from the Texas crowd. Yeah, good for them. So the Federation is leading us to believe that they put more asses in the seats than the Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah. The Stones were in town the previous week. They could have. And we get the, well, yeah, you know, the, the WWF staging area is rather small. 
mm-hmm. compared to a rock and roll show. So I can believe yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, next, we get the big Van Vader against the Monster Kane. Whew. So, did you know? So Taker's obviously absent because he was he was set ablaze and then disappeared. He gets killed at Rumbles once in a while. Yeah. yeah. But Vader and Kane, that is, that's, that's a good matchup right there. And this, like it starts off and they're brawling, right? Just, it's a, it's a straight brawl, but it looks decent, right? Like the, the shots, like when, when Vader's throwing those shots for a couple of times, I was like, man, he is, he's not pulling any punches. He is just hitting them. He's just punching them right in his face, right in the mask at least. But they worked really good in this, in this match, especially in the, like I say, in the opening parts of it, it was, it was a straight brawl and it was cool to see Vader kind of regain some shine a little bit. Cause after that bullshit that they, they made him fucking, what was a tap out to Ken Shamrock. And I forget what, what event that was in Shamrock's debut Shamrock got him to tap out. And it was like, you know what I mean? He kind of, it was kind of bad. So to kind of, it looked like they're kind of building, big van vader up again and he's standing up to kane nobody's standing up to kane he's standing up to kane and he's looking good doing it and he is brawling he's beaten the hell out of kane it was pretty good and at one point it kind of it kind of broke down for me is when when kane just eliminated from the royal rumble did you see that that, that part he just kind of throws him over the top rope like he's eliminated him from a battle royal or the royal rumble uh kane Ended up on the outside or Vader? Yeah, Vader threw Kane. Oh, yeah. Yep, landed on his feet. Yep. Yeah. And they did that spot throughout this match many times with Kane always landing on his feet. Yeah, after after the initial slobber knocker where they're they're just just battling, like you mentioned, um, inside the ring, outside the ring, back inside, back, you know, the, the old in and out bit. Uh, then it turns into a pretty slow plotting affair for quite a while. Uh, there's, there's a few, uh, a few aerial maneuvers by Kane, which was cool to see. Um, but for, for a, for a brawl though, this was, this was an entertaining match to me, at least it was, it was a brawl. Yeah. The, but the, it's, the... it's two big, big guys just fucking shaking their hammers at each other. Uh, this was a war of attrition. I suppose. I suppose it was. I want to take us back real quick here. Sure. Uh, where are we going to go? And then, okay. So, leading up to this match, we get, yeah. um, you know, we get the package. How did we get here? Which I thought was pretty good for this one. Mm-hmm. And so, there's a sound bit where it's. I swear, Paul Bear says asses to asses. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be ashes to ashes, but I swear it. it he says asses to asses, and I laughed. So that yeah, was I la- great. I uh, laughed at that part too. But, but Paul but, Bear is a bit of a rib guy, so maybe that was on purpose. Yeah. So Vader slaps a reverse tombstone on Kane, which I've never seen before or since. Oh, in the video package you're talking about? Yeah. What do you, What do you think yeah. of that? Yeah, that's something that I think you see. It's not, I don't know if it's a reverse tombstone, kind of, I guess you, you could say it's a reverse tombstone. So he picks him up like uh, it's a pile driver lift, and then he drops to his knees. Yeah. 
and I've seen it in, in uh, Japanese wrestling. So it wasn't, it certainly wasn't the first time I've seen it and wasn't the last time I saw it, but it was the first time I've seen it probably in a WWF ring. Huh. Yeah. I just wanted to, just wanted to make note of that. Yeah. Um, so back to the matter at hand here, we get, uh, Kane hits a couple of aerial maneuvers. It looks like Vader's just gassed. Like, you know, he gave it his best shot. It ain't working. And Vader, Vader makes a comeback. Um, they end up on the outside again. Vader hits a fire extinguisher spot. Hits the power bomb. The crowd's going wild. Um, Paul Bear gets on the apron, gets nailed. Uh, meantime, Kane's setting up. Um, you know, after all these high impact mover, maneuvers by Vader, uh, Vader hits a giant Vader moonsault. Kane sits sits right back up. Um, Eventually, it's it's just just gets to be too much for for the big man. Uh, Kane hits a choke slam and a tombstone gets the victory. Now, so when that tombstone happened, for some wild reason, a microphone dropped into the ring. Did you did you were you paying close enough attention to see that? No. Funny as hell. So he picks him up for the tombstone. And as he's getting them up for the tombstone in the camera shot, you see the microphone and then you see it drop. So when, when Kate is turning with Vader up in the tombstone, the microphone actually hits one of Vader's legs and it just kind of stay like, it's just kind of, but it just drops in out of picture. So it just looks like a, like a robot dick just dropped out <laughs> into the picture. Oh, it was hilarious. I can't believe you didn't see that. I'm going to have to rewatch that. Yeah. A microphone. It just kind of drops down. Huh. And then I thought, oh, what are they going to do here? What's go- you know, what's this whole thing about? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, this has got to be a thing. It, well, it ended up being not a thing. I think somebody just fucked up, maybe hit a wrong button. Kane with the tombstone gets the win. I like this match a lot, man. I thought that it, it was for two big guys like that. I think they both showed off some pretty great athleticism. I think that uh, from a brawling standpoint, it was a really good brawl. Uh, from a lot of standpoints, I really enjoyed it. It was a clean finish, which was, well, cleanish finish, which, which I liked. And then afterwards, Kane hits Vader with a wrench in the face. Just clobbers him. Man, when was the last time you got hit in the face with a wrench? At least 15 years ago. Yeah. Who did it? Uh, was it you? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was either you or the other guy. I have been, never, been a long time, though. I've never caught a tool to the face, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm guessing that that doesn't feel good, and I don't know if they gimmicked this. They would have had to have gimmicked. I'm sure they did. Yeah. That wrench, he full on fucking hit him right in the face. But no, I've never, I've never taken, uh, I've never taken any type of, of tool to the face, whether it be a wrench or a hammer, or screwdriver, anything like that. So, but so, but Vader did, and he, he did it like a man, right? But then they kind of they put him on the board and stretchered him out. Just took that, that tool something. right to the face. Yeah, it was something. I figured that they wouldn't like they. I don't know if that they needed to do that spot. I don't know what it added. Like, did it make Kane even more demonic? I don't think so. But 
it was it was pretty wild. Probably made him more demonic. That he's willing to take a wrench and hit somebody in the face with it? Yeah, he goes for the kill. I mean, he killed The Undertaker, his brother, last month, right? Right. You know, he's not going to be satisfied with just pinning the big van. Unless to hit him per- permanently maim him like he was like he was maimed, you know. Got it. No, uh, he, they they did that. So we get another program narrated by Michael Cole highlighting the participants in the main event of the evening. Uh so DX is sort of doing the NWO kind of thing. Also. Uh, you know, there were two separate entities, obviously. It kind of branched out of the click or whatever, but I I noticed this during Triple H's promo a little bit earlier. Um, you know, just how he was talking about, like, you know, everybody wants to be in this thing. You know, it's the hottest ticket in town. All yeah. this type of talk and shit actually being talked about as this faction that yeah. everybody wants to be a part of, I guess. Um, but well, yeah, think- they're they're doing the we're we're running this thing and we're beating everybody up gang style, which they've been doing ever since they yeah. got together. Yeah, and I think that I know prior to this, I think it was uh, Road Dog has stated like they wanted them, the New Age Outlaws, to be in DX. And Road Dog said that him and Billy were kind of trying to play hard to get. <laughs> like, no, 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 we're not really. We're not really. We kind of got our own thing with the New Age Outlaws and stuff like that, and don't want to be in the group, and don't want to be in the group. <laughs> that was kind of funny. He's I. I don't do his story about playing hard to get with DX any any type of justice at all. But I, if you get a, an opportunity to find that, I want to say it's somewhere on the network, I believe, where he explains how he was. I was playing hard to get with uh, <laughs> with joining DX. He's also got a great uh, note about uh, kids saying suck it. <laughs> so he, he said, you know, moms were getting pissed at him because their kids were saying suck it. And he's like, hey, now, you, you, you're letting them watch, right? You're letting them watch. No, you let them watch. That ain't on, that ain't on road, dog. <laughs> so, speaking of suck it's, I mean, our last episode kind of centered around the suck it. There was... There was so much suck it all what over was the place. In your house, Degeneration X. That makes sense. Wait, no, it was Royal Rumble. It was it? it was the Rumble, yeah. But I don't think okay. that, yeah, I don't fair. think there was any suck at it in this one. Um, no. Yeah, it's not a lot. Not a lot. Not until the main event. Uh, I'm sure there was a couple of crotch shots in the main event, but. I mean, this thing, all right, so we got the main event here. First out, we get the, the outlaws. Road Dog gives Houston the business for being losers. He wears a Tennessee Oilers shirt. Nice touch. was a nice touch. Uh, we get the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages bit, which is oh, their good. calling card. I think it's the first time I've heard them as the tag team champions of the world because they are the tag team champions of the world. Um, he holds on to the mic and introduces Triple H. And does he call China a gargantuan Chizik? Yeah, he calls her a <laughs> gargantuan Chizik. Yeah, he does say that. He missed the mark a little bit there. If he wasn't, yeah. such, if he wasn't such a 
fucking commander <laughs> on the mic. I would have right. given him more well, flack for that. But. And I think sometimes, you know, you get so much uh, confidence in what, what you're saying because you're so good <laughs> yeah. at it. You know, and, and maybe he just he didn't know what to say that that part. And he's like, well, she's giant in his head. You know, he's rolling with it. He's feeling good. Everything's good. He's got confidence on the mic. And he's like, this gargantuan and <laughs> chizik. <laughs> Got it. Got if you if you start strong, you gotta end strong, buddy boy. Yeah. Well, we get them three out there, and then the Fink introduces the eighth man, and he's your man, Savio Vega. <laughs> You're damn right he is. Of course, the booze. What do you think? Of, this, so this is gonna be the take of the show here. What do you think of Savio's inclusion? So here's here's what I'm gonna tell you. I went to a pay per view a few years back. It was a TLC pay-per-view where I believe, I think Finn Balor was set to, I forget who his opponent was off the top of my head, but they needed a replacement. And their replacement that they brought in was AJ Styles, right? So I don't even remember who Finn Balor was supposed to face because I got to see Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, right? The main event. I believe it was Roman Reigns. He couldn't. He couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. So Kurt Angle joined the Shield in the main event. Kurt Angle, right? Wow. So the only reason why I remember Roman Reigns because he was supposed to be part of the Shield, but he wasn't that night. Kurt Angle was. I don't even remember who AJ Styles replaced, and I remember Kurt Angle as being part of the Shield. And now you add Savio Vega to this list because Shawn Michaels can't make it. If I was in the crowd tonight, I would I probably the same situation, man. Probably the same situation. Sure, you probably remember that Shawn was supposed to be in the match because it's part of DX. But Savio adds instant stars. <laughs> so 2.5 already. As soon as his name was announced, and All he right. came down, he was looking good. He brought some barbed wire with him. He brought, uh, he brought, uh, what, like a trash can lid. It makes you wonder where the rest of the trash can is. But he got the lid at least, and he mm-hmm. comes down with weapons. Right, he's prepared, and he's got, he's got no feud with any of these guys. He's got no priority feud with Austin. He's past it. He's over it. He's, he doesn't. But you know what? He's there. He's, he's going to give you the stars. Yeah, so that's that's what I compare that to. All right, all right. Thanks for the thanks for the take. I th- I think they booed him because he's a heel, not because he's not Shawn Michaels. To be realistic about this, he is a heel, so that's what you want, right? All right. So Savio Vega, man number eight, man and number I'll, one. So first up for the good guys, we got the European champion Owen Hart. Who, like I mentioned, defeated Gold Dust disguised as Triple H for the title. Uh, there's a good chance that this is going to be a big shit show melee. <laughs> uh, sure enough, uh, Cactus Jack comes out with a trash cart full of chairs, trash cans, sticks, and the like. The Funker comes out with a chainsaw. And then Austin comes out. Everybody's going at it. Austin goes to town with the trash can on everybody. Lots he of looks, just, just wicked shots to the head. Yeah, he looks great at the beginning of this match. And this match, like, opening up, fucking melee. Weapons everywhere. Yeah. 
everybody's going after everybody. It, it was, it was, it was excitement. It was a lot of excitement to, to start, to start this match. I can say Austin looked great. At one point, uh, Funk goes for a pin on Road Dog, like during the melee. And they even count the one, two. And I was like, man, what if Funk just went ahead and won the match right there? <laughs> That'd be so like, he's a Texas guy, right? Yeah. That's so just, maybe they'd be, maybe they'd be happy for just him. Sneaking a little pin in there. Wiley veteran yeah. mover maneuver that there was a, then there's a hip toss through the table, which I thought was kind of nice. They, they set him up. They threw uh Billy into Billy, Owen yep. and, yeah, and Owen hip tossed him through the table. That was a nice, nice little move. Funk looks lost throughout the entire like the entire like at certain points he's just he's just got a weapon and it doesn't look like he knows what he's doing he's just in in there so that was kind of you know that was kind of disappointing throughout the beginning there i was kind of like yelling at my tv like quit hitting this guy in the head because exactly (laughs) he just seemed dazed and he didn't know what he was doing and Uh, then uh and it gets hard it's it's it, it gets to be a little bit hard to follow uh, Earl falls over, which was hilarious. Earl just fell over, <laughs> and I think the crowd popped a little bit for that. And then, and then Terry Funk picked him up like like Earl was a little baby. <laughs> he picked him up like he was a child. He just grabbed him by the shirt and lifted him. <laughs> that 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 part was great. And then you know what happens after that? It turns into a fucking tag team match. Yeah, somehow. This uh... is an. This is an unsanctioned, no rules match. JR even says the officials only there to count the three or ring the bell if somebody submits. That's it. Why is it back to a tag match? And people come into the match, and Earl's like, nope, can't be in the match. It's unsanctioned, you motherfucker. They can come in the match. They can they can grab a chainsaw and they can chainsaw your dick off. It's unsanctioned. What is Earl doing? What are we doing? Did they tease us again? Did they tease us like the War of Attrition match? We're like, oh, this is going to be crazy shit. Watch out for this. Because they started, and this was this was exciting, right? And it was, and then all of a sudden, it turned into a fucking dry hump. Mm. Yeah, that's some incredible, incredible authority that, that Earl is putting on display there, getting these guys to to get it together and turn it into a tag match. That that shocked me. They must really respect the guy, man. You think that's what it is? I mean, senior official, okay, whatever. I, I, there's no other way to explain it. I mean, these fuckers, everybody comes in armed. Right. <laughs> you know, they're, they're waging war. They push a whole cart full of weapons down to the ring. Yep. And now all of a sudden, it's a just a standard tag match? That's not a. That's not. So that's not what I wanted. But well, before it, before it, you know, disintegrates into a standard tag match. I gotta mention this because it was great. Austin chucks a trash can across the ring and n- nails Mister Ass in the face with it. Oh no, that's when it was a tag match. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that was, yeah, that was a that great, point, great spot. Fucking amazing! He just he just hurled that trash can and uh, badass Billy. He takes it, man. Bad, badass Billy is really good. He can he can sell pretty much for anybody. But yeah, he he took that. That was a be- and the trash can just kind of came out of nowhere in the picture <laughs> and hit Billy. And Billy just flopped. Yeah, that was great. That was that was absolutely yeah. It was it was after it had, had 
okay. you say broke kind of broke down into a tag match but it, it kind of became a tag match or kind of like formed into a tag match yeah earl somehow got got these got these guys to listen to him and we had a we had a tag match um Mick gets both the Outlaws and the Mandible class simultaneously, which is pretty decent. Which is awesome. I thought that was a great spot. And the game, of course, hits a Nards plow, breaks that up. Was it a Nards plow? I thought it was a, a Jenny's kick. Did he Nards plow? Was it a kick or a, a kick or a blow? Boy, it might have been a blow. I don't know. E- either way, his package got it. Oh, yeah. Um. So from there, uh, oh, from there, your guy Savio puts on his sadistic hat, whips out this roll of barbed wire and wraps up cactus like an animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who is it? JR said that he's wrapping up in barbed wire like, like an animal. Yep. Where the fuck are you from that you're wrapping up animals in barbed wire? <laughs> you sick son of a bitch. Wrapping up an animal in barbed wire. You got to work on that. That's. Well, they, like they, 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 you they can catch a charge in Oklahoma. You can catch a charge for that. That's called animal cruelty. Man, I heard when he's like wrapping him up and barring him like an animal. That's a horror. I don't even know what voice I'm doing anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just wraps him up in bar. Like, yeah, I mean, Savio does too because Savio's Savio's a man. But and right after he runs out of barbed wire to wrap him up with, first thing he says, "Give me a chair." I need yeah. a chair. <laughs> right. So, right. So he gets a chair and just starts going to town on Foley. Yeah. That's where um, JR says, no, he's beating him with a chair like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> and even, calm down, even, calm even down here. animal cruelty, JR. <laughs> so I didn't know what to think of this because I'd never seen anything like this where, okay, the guy's barbed wired up. He's getting nailed with the chair and. At this point in time, this is still working as a tag match. Yeah. Everybody else is out on the apron. It's like how yep. this is fucking bizarre. Yes. Right. I don't know if that's a good thing or it's fucking different. Um, I didn't think it was a good thing. So, I mean, it keeps the melee contained and you get a little bit of one-on-one action, but I mean, just strange. Um, yeah. So, Mr. Ass winds up for a chair shot on Cactus. Cactus moves. Road Dog eats the chair. And then Austin gets in there just ahead of steam, just kicking everybody's ass. Everybody's getting it. Um, Road Dog gets the stunner. Austin picks up the victory for his team. And Mr. Ass gets the stunner. Chida gets in there. She's poking Stone Cold. And she gets the stunner crowd going wild ending on a high note that's a good thing uh yeah what do you think of this thing this was tougher watch than i anticipated the quebecers godwin's match kind of sunk it for me it didn't open strong the uh, yeah it certainly didn't open strong i think pantera and taka was good Vader and Kane was, I thought, I found a lot of enjoyment out of Vader and Kane. The War of Attrition match pretty much blew. Uh, I don't, see, I don't like that. Like, you give it, you give it a match a name. 
you make it something different, right? Because it's not just a tag. But then they did that twice in this match. With the unsanctioned and the war of attrition match, they led you to believe, in my mind at least, that it's, you're not going to have a disqualification. It's going to be it's going to be crazy shit happening. Right. Now, now, you know, it really wasn't in either one of the, the the main event. There was two broke down and kind of came back together. The main event was the main event was was definitely enjoyable in a lot of a lot of spots, but it drove me nuts that it went back to being just a like a formal tag team match. That part of it really drove that. That part of it really drove me nuts. Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a little bit more of a laborious watch than 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 I was anticipating. Yeah, it wasn't as good as I had hoped. Um, no, there was some real fun spots. I really liked that light heavyweight title match. Um, first match, there was there was some entertainment there. Um, <coughs> But I'm, I'm with you with these, I guess, what do you, kind of co-main events. They're basically Survivor Series matches that are single elimination matches that are built up to be this, somebody's going to die here right. type, of, type of thing. And yeah, it's just, they're nothing consequential really out of this deal. Yep. Um, just and I uh, think they're, they're obviously more focused on getting to their main event at WrestleMania than anything. Yeah. So sure. piece it, you know, piecing these together, they pieced it together and they got the, they got the pay-per-view out of it. Uh, it's the last, I think it's the very last show that's entitled uh, or that has in your house anywhere in it. So that's yeah, uh, I think something. So. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon. But it, just start, start making no way out and bad blood, just their own things. I think. Yep. Um, so it was, it wasn't, it wasn't very enjoyable. They didn't have minis. I think minis would have really helped this card because I think as much as I was really anticipating the return of the Quebecers, a minis match in that spot would have been much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, minis match instead of the the bangers versus dust and Mara would have been better as well. So I don't know. It, it lacked a certain something. I don't know. Maybe it was a depth. I, I don't know. It was like, it was just, it was, it was not an easy watch. You put the Quebecers against even the bangers. I mean, you yeah. g- you gave them kind of a, the impossible task of looking great with the Godwins, yeah, um, yeah. So we got we got one show left this year. I got it in front of me, baby. WrestleMania fourteen, maybe show of the year. We'll see. Um, so that will be it's either episode fourteen or fifteen. It's been a long road. Maybe but it's sixteen. Who knows? Maybe maybe. Um, so I I got I got the card, man. If you're ready. All right. I know we start off with the big ass melee, that tag team thing. Tag team battle royal. Yes, very. I fucking love love tag team battle royals. I love battle royals, man. Battle royals are always a good good thing. Always have a battle royal. Good way to start then we, too. Then we had your uh, your pick going into this year for uh, match of the year, which is Taka versus Agula. Oh yeah. Triple H against Owen Hart. European title. Yep. Mark Merrill and Sable versus Gold Dust and Luna. So I told you that take team. I figured that was coming. Fucking, yeah. They didn't have any fucking legs. Uh, the Rock against Ken Shamrock for the Intercontinental title. That's going to be a war of attrition. Yeah, you're probably right. Cactus and Chainsaw. 
versus the New Age Outlaws in a dumpster match. It's a classic. Taker versus Kane. It's a classic. And Austin versus Michaels. Borderline classic. Yeah. So I've seen this show more than the rest of them, probably, with the exception of maybe Survivor Series. The Rumble, maybe. The Rumble, the Mania. But I remember I really enjoyed this pay-per-view. I saw it it the day after the thing happened. The old man got a tape from one of his coworkers who had recorded the thing. Ah. And this was coming off of the drought. Yeah. Of, you know, WrestleMania or wrestling being banned after WrestleMania 13 in the Peterson house. So, right. Um, this is pretty huge. And like I mentioned Thanks. in the run, like I mentioned in the rundown, there's at least three classic matches here. So I can't imagine that this pay per view has gotten that much worse, but we'll see. You right. Know? Uh, we've and that's what we proven think. wrong in that in that department a couple times. <laughs> yes, that is it. Well, that's exactly it too. Because you remember WrestleMania 13 being just a fucking amazing. And we went back and watched it, and it wasn't quite as you know fucking amazing. Yeah. So uh, this one I remember being very good as well. Uh, it was a big spectacle around it because of Tyson's involvement. Mm-hmm. So that was that was fun. There was a little extra juice on it. So we'll see. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I really want to see you know your match of the year with Talk and Aguila. That should be fun. Oh, yeah. the Battle Royale. I mean, it's it, I I remember the show very well. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to, to covering it. It should be it should be a fun one. The only thing that I think mm-hmm. could make it better is probably Bret Hart and the Heavenly Bodies. Oh man, what a cream dream that would be. You're telling me I got to get a mop. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks for tuning in to the year of duke and rogue today we covered in your house no way out of texas and next time we're covering covering wrestlemania 14 that'll wrap up our season two so um i'm duke bag still kevin rogue and we'll we'll catch you on the next one